You're watching Leafs Morning Take with host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosen. The show starts now. Presented by Botano, it's time for the Monday edition of Leafs Morning Take. The countdown is on to All-Star Weekend. Starts on Thursday. It's Nick Alberga and Anthony Stewart. What's going on, Stu? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? How's everything? Feeling good, buddy. Had a great weekend. Uh, really, really anticipating All-Star Weekend. You and I have got together for a couple of the events at All-Star Weekend the last couple of years, and uh, it's it's been fun, I think. Yeah, I try to make it out uh, every uh, year I can. I did Florida last year in Vegas and uh, looking forward to uh, Toronto. So they have to put on a big show. It's our hometown, right? So I'm looking forward to the festivities. And you know, I've been saying it for two years now. I own Panyota a couple of root beers, too. So hopefully I deliver this year. Yeah, you better deliver. Or you're gonna you're gonna be off the guest list next year, I think. Well, actually, it's not gonna be an All Star game for a couple of years, so I think you're in the clear. But what are you looking forward to the most? I know you're big into networking, and and this is the best time to network too. No. Yeah, I have my charity hockey equality, and there's a lot of sponsors and people come down to let their hairs down loose. So again, you know me, I know how to have a good time. So I'm looking forward just to connecting with some people you haven't seen uh, uh, since last year. But I think it's just great. It's exciting for the city, you know, and having it in non-traditional markets like Vegas and Florida, just seeing everybody come down in the name of hockey is definitely great. It's exciting. And it's a, it's a, it's a big, big party. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to this weekend. It's starting uh, for me. It's starting uh, tomorrow. I got the Carnegie Initiative. Uh, then uh, I'm helping put on an event with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I'm definitely excited. I'm, I'm ready to go, ready to go. I love it. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing the Maple Leafs contingent um, at all-star weekend. If you recall last year it was all about Matthew Kachuk, who, who, what, what leaf is going to garner the most spotlight. Do you think is it going to be Matthews? Is it going to be Willie? Is it going to be your boy, Mitch Marner? Is it going to be Morgan Riley? I think it's going to be Matthews, right? Just the star power. You're going to, he's going to be incorporating, uh, Justin Bieber, I'm assuming on some sort, just the parties, you know, probably Drake's going to be partying with him or something like that. So I think it's going to be a big, big weekend. Then he's going to be showtime. He's going to be doing a big. Man, I, I've heard some wild rumors of people performing and people who might be in the mix at Toronto. Like I, I, like, I won't like who, like who, who are you going to share? I just heard some wild rumors. I'm trying to get tickets. I, I know uh, our mutual friend Kane Alicock hit me up four weeks ago to try to figure out what's going on at All-Star Weekend, but I'm hearing some whispers here. So <laughs> He made fun of me. He's like, oh, Stu, you got to go to Under Armour and get a new shirt for this weekend. It's the only <laughs> ones that fit. <laughs> I'll be going to the Adidas outlet getting ready. I'll be dressed to the nines. <laughs> Uh, shout out to our boy, Kane. We love him. And uh, looking forward to All-Star Week. And also looking forward, uh, we're taking the show on the road. I know you're going to try to pop by at some point on Thursday and Friday, but I also know you're busy. Least Morning Take will be live on location this Thursday and Friday from the Seagram's VO Whiskey Studio at Sponsorship X. Looking forward to that. Uh, I already have a couple of big-time guests booked for that. Uh, I won't bring up till closer to the date, but looking forward. The whole Nation Network family is going to be on location I believe it's at the Royal York this week. That's great. I'm I'm going downtown tonight. I'm starting tonight because I'll, I'll be there. So I'm going to do my best. I'll, I'll, again, if I I know you sent the invite out, and again, I'm a I'm a big proponent of the show, big fan of the show. I'm, it's it's an honor to be a part time guest. So I'm going to make some things happen. I just got to make sure I have the proper Under Armour shirt ready to go before I get down there. You should have a rotation of like three or four because we all know All Star Week. You got to pack heavy, man. You just don't know what's going to happen at nighttime. <laughs> Oh man, I'm 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 married. I got four kids, so nothing nothing much, nothing out of the ordinary. Nick, come on. 
No, no, I'm talking about like food wise or drink wise. Like you and I have this infamous story in Vegas a couple years ago. <laughs> You're like, we're, we're going for dinner. Like Stewie brought me to a feast at what was it called? Maggiano's. Maggiano's. Yeah. Yeah. What That's the thing. When you're in Vegas, we- when you're in Vegas, like again, it's tough to eat, but you need to have one good meal. Let's just say that meal kept us energized for the next two days. <laughs> Dude, I was so full and I'm wearing a full suit because I think it was after the skills competition and we yeah. just... We unloaded and we hit the club and, and we're, we were we were flowing out there. So a uh, great call by you. Looking forward to All-Star Week and I'm sure we'll get together at some point. Uh, I want to say hello to a new sponsor as well in Douglas Mattresses. We'll go over what they bring to the table a bit later on, but so happy to be uh, have uh, Seagram, uh, Seagram excuse me, and Douglas aboard here among our many sponsors here on Leafs Morning Take at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. Leafs Morning Take, wherever you find your podcast, brought to you by DoorDash. It's time for the appetizer. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off, up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees in their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25, all in uppercase. 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. So it's amazing. I think last we had a conversation, the Leafs were reeling, and now, Stewie, it's gone the opposite direction. They've won three in a row and four or five. Couldn't have come at a better time, too, with the the bye week slash all-star break. They won't play for, what, eight days here? Yeah, you want to go into the break feeling good about yourself, feeling good about your game and your team. And the worst thing you want is be going in on a four-game, five-game losing streak because the teams find a way to mess up your break. And I remember the one year I was in Florida, um, you know, we all went out to all-star break. We got a text, I think about two days in saying, Hey, by the way, there's going to be weigh in when we get back. Oh, so no. here I am sitting on the beach in Jamaica, <laughs> <laughs> you know, 12 beef patties deep, 12 rub punches deep. And like, ah, oh, man. So then the next couple of days you see me running on the beach, like Apollo Creed and Rocky <laughs> getting ready for that weigh in. So you want to be able to get away from the game, hit a little bit of a reset, uh, and when you have a couple wins on your belt, that helps, right? Because again, there's a lot of ebbs and flows in the season, ups and downs. But um, you know, when you're winning and you're feeling good about your game, um, you know, it, it's definitely good to come back for this final push of the season too. And I sure we'll get into it uh, in a couple minutes here. But a player like Samsonov, right? Could you imagine if he now was hitting uh, another low, a continued low, what his All Star break would be? He, he went into a high now where he can now sit down relax, take a deep breath, uh, get the mind right, body right for this final, what is it, uh, 35, 40 games yeah. left? Yeah, for, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I was just thinking about that too and pertaining to the All-Star break and the bye week. Is like, is it full send for a player anymore? Like, I don't know if it is. Like, I, I still think these guys are like, yeah, they're, they're having a good time. Maybe they get away, but I don't think it's full send like it would be like 25 years ago. Like, I think if they're still trying to find a way to get on the ice a couple times, because, man, you know it. Hell, I play beer leagues, dude. I miss one week of beer league action, and I feel like I haven't played in three years. I can only wonder when you're playing at that pace, coming back, how it feels for these guys. Yeah, it's funny. And, and I'm a skills coach, one of the 12,000 yeah. hats that I wear with which guards to work. And these kids, you know, coming up, they don't take any time off. They are on the ice Every single day. And there's some NHL guys, like if I put them through like a junior workout, they are completely gassed out because they're sort of in that in between of where, yes, you have to take some time off. But the guys that are up and coming, these guys that are 23, 24 and under, these guys are machines where eat, sleep, 
breathe hockey. And if there's anything where they're cheating in life, I would say probably maybe on the social media or the video games, maybe they're up till four in the morning playing video games and that's not great for your eyes. But as far as back in the day when, you know, you're going out and you know, you're sleeping until 6 PM the next day, those days are long, long gone. And that was something that I had to learn the hard way. I didn't learn until about 26, 27 years old that, you know, when you consume alcohol, it stays in your system for 14 days. If I would have known that a little bit earlier, I probably would have took it a lot easier. Uh, but that's how it was 15, 20 years ago. But uh, I, I think I like it. You want to have fun, but I think at the end of the day, it provides a better product, but uh, these players know part of having a, a great team and having success is going out, having a good time. So everything in moderation. So as long as they do it in moderation, I think it's good, but there's no one going out partying. There's no one going on a four day, five day bender coming back, you know, missing a shirt and missing a teeth like hangover. Those days are, are far, far, far gone. Well, maybe it's Ryan Reeves, man, because yeah, he comes back to the lineup, plays 933, missed 19 games, of course, with that lower body injury. But that's exactly you know what I envisioned from Ryan Reeves when he joined the Toronto Maple Leafs in the offseason. I thought he was dialed in. I thought that fourth line set a tone. He scores a goal. Like every I know it's a small sample size. It's one game, but like I liked what I saw from Reeve over the weekend. And full credit to Sheldon Keefe. He rewarded him. I mean, he played almost 10 minutes in that game. Well, Leafs Nation was ready to um, shoot him out of a cannon. I think they did, but they didn't know he had a parachute and he landed softly and he, he came back and <laughs> and he performed. And that's what you're going to get from him, right? And you know, if you unleash him and put him in the proper situation, you know what he brings. He brings that physicality. Uh, he brings that determined. Uh, and he can skate and he can get on the forecheck. So I think it's up to the staff now to put him in a position to succeed. And again, it's a completely different market. And again, he's a personal friend of I, you know, we've had some all-star breaks together. He's a guy, if you're just honest and there's no gray area, black or white, this is exactly what we need to do, what we need from you. He's going to go out and do it. Yes, it's tough. He's 37 years old. It's tough. He's a little bit longer in the tooth, but at the end of the day, he can skate, he can get in the forecheck, uh, but he's there to sort of, you know, they say bring the vibes, but he's there now to sort of protect the stars. And you saw what he did in Winnipeg. Winnipeg, they can make a mockery of the game really, really quick. And in that back-to-back series that they had, it could have got out of hand physically. I think they had uh, a series with Dallas earlier on in the season where it got out of hand. But the fact that he was there, everyone said, you know what? Tonight's not my night. I don't want to be going into all-star break with, you know, maybe a, a broken, you know, broken finger or, or punching or a black guy. I got to look good for my trip. That's what he brings to this table. I think for him, he just needs to do it a little bit more consistently. But I think now giving him a little bit of runway now, give him a six, seven game, see what he can do. And I think you'd be pleasantly surprised what he could bring to this club. And obviously a bit of a jolt. He's from Winnipeg coming back to the lineup, like everything aligned. He played for Minnesota. He was a thorn in the ass of the Winnipeg Jets for, you know, the time he was a member of the Minnesota Wild. So there's that whole conversation. But Again, I think you nailed it. I, I just think he brought a different look that the Leafs really, really lack. And obviously, you know, it's not about it's not about the speed, right? Like he's not known for his speed game, but from a physical standpoint, when the game gets tighter, I think they could utilize a guy like Ryan Reeves. I'm not saying put him in the lineup every game, but I think he could be a useful piece down the stretch. Maybe, maybe I'm proven wrong again, but it's not like this guy fell off the face of the earth and can't play and he can't do anything anymore. Like it's crazy to me people suggesting that. Yeah. And, you know, this is coming from a guy that played in the NHL. And, you know, when if I was going into Buffalo and there's no Andrew Roy playing, I would go in and I'd run around and I would prey on guys like Coletta and stuff like that, too. Mm -hmm. But then when we played the next night in Toronto and there's a Jay Rosehill 
I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't know if I really want to get into Rosie. He's chirping. He's getting involved. So it would affect my game depending on what this roster had. So there's players out there that come in and they look forward to playing against Toronto because they get to come in and run guys over and not really have any uh, repercussions for that. And people say, ah, you know, that game is long gone. No, this is a contact sport. It's very, very physical. There's an intimidation factor. And there's guys now, if you know there's a guy that's going to give you a cross check in front of the net, you're taking the scenic route. If you know there's a guy that's going to run you in the corner, you're, you know, maybe easing up a little bit. So when you have that deterrent, it's in the back of your mind that there's a guy out there that can get you at any given moment. That's going to affect your game. And I think that's what this club is missing. And I think it was last year you saw spurts of it with uh, Wayne Simmons, who has not retired. I saw you tweet and retweet those retweets. Uh, Nick. No, he has it. not officially retired. Uh, that's from the horse's mouth directly. Um, you need guys like that because for me, who's my job was to add that physicality. You know, I was 6'2", 240 pounds officially. I'm not going to say what I was unofficially. When there was a guy <laughs> there that I knew could answer the bell or could make my night a living hell, I would I would turn to a – I'm a skill player tonight. I'm not getting mixed up. So when he does his job effectively, he's a very, very uh, big part of this team. Very big. And I, I thought that was a really professional effort all in all, like considering what we saw Wednesday. But, Stu, we, we've been dragged into this before. Like, they're so inconsistent – they found a way to win that game on Wednesday where they were not the better team. But I thought it was a really professional effort. Like, you go into a tough barn, you're facing the hottest goaltender on the planet right now in Connor Hellebuck, and I thought they took it to the Winnipeg Jets. And it's games like that where you see the Leafs and you're like, shit, they have something, right? But if only they can demonstrate that consistency is my issue. I think that's the key, and I'm not sure if you've seen the meme with uh, Skip Bayless where he's ready. He comes and he takes off his Dallas Stars jersey. He's ready to throw it in the garbage can. That's this Leafs uh, team. When you're about to throw it into the garbage can, they go on a run or they something happens where you're like, okay, I'm ready to put the jersey back on. So I think that's what's missing with this group consistently, consistency, right? And, you know, I had a coach in Kirk Muller, and at the time we used to laugh because he used to mispronounce. He's like, you need to have the killer instinct. You need to have the killer instinct. And we're sort of laughing. But now that I'm on this side of it, I know what it means when you have to put teams out when you're playing a weaker team in the weaker division that, uh, you know, you should get the win that killer instinct saying from the drop of the puck, we're putting this team out of the game. We're not putting them in here. There are no, there's no opportunity for them to get back in. And when they're on, when this group is on, they have that killer instinct. But the thing is, it's tough to bring that consistently. So um, what I like about it is as this group ages and gets older, it's a lot easier to bring that. It it comes with experience and heartbreak and all that and failure. Uh, So Again, I think for this group, just consistently bringing that, that's going to help them get to the next step. I was feeling very good after that game. Again, it's like a building block win. You need it uh, everywhere you look in the standings right now. Detroit's been winning. Tampa's been winning. They just, they utterly needed it. And they got the job done. That's a matter as you speak of that. You talk about an all-star, Austin Matthews, man, 40 and 46. I think it's uh, two games quicker than uh, McDavid got to 40 last year. Like, Again, I, I've run out of superlatives to describe this guy. I've said it time and time again, but six times to 40. He also became the fastest Maple Leaf to 600 points. We're watching greatness. Enough said. Absolutely. And then, and I brought it up. I think it was a second or third year of the season talking about it's got one of the best releases of all time. And Mike Badano, who never tweets, tweeted at me, easy, Stu. So I want to bring that up again just to see what Mike Badano has to say. And, you know, this guy is a death of a thousand cuts. He can kill you with that big one-timer shot. He can get in front of the net. He can tip pucks. And I was amazed by seeing the stat over the weekend saying he's top three or four in block shots amongst forwards. So he's playing a great two-way game. But just it just seems 
every time he's on the ice, something's about to happen. He's about to score a goal or he's a bad bounce away or a good bounce away from making something to happen. And that's Connor McDavid, McKinnon, McCarr. Those are those guys in the league where every single shift, something is going to happen. He's in that same category. So for him consistently, what is that? His sixth or fifth uh, 40 goal season. It's, 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 we're, we're taking it for granted. We're taking it for granted. And I, I was reading another headline about, you know, how great of a goal score for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Phil Kessel was, he had one yeah. or two, one season, right? 40 goals. This guy is consistently doing that where every year we're talking about 60 goals being the norm. So I'm interested to see how he continues this. And in three years, four years, we might be talking about, Hey, can he catch Oveshkin? Can he catch Yager? Is he going to catch how he is that he is that great of a goal score. He has that great of a release. To me, it's the longevity, right? That's what makes a guy specifically like Ovechkin so incredible. It's like the amount of years he put together those type of seasons and uh, remains to be seen if Matthews can put a streak together like that. But it had me thinking about the Hart Trophy over the weekend, like almost like the barometer has changed on a guy like Austin Matthews because he's such a prolific goal scorer. It's like this guy's on pace for 70 goals. And Stewie, right now, he's not even viewed as a top five guy to win the Hart Trophy. And that's my opinion. I think you, you look at guys like Kucherov, McKinnon, I think McDavid's in that conversation. Like he's hovering around the top five. Like he's been exceptional, but I just wonder how a guy who let's say goes on to score 70 goals. How does he not win it considering how hard it is to hit 70 goals in this league? You know? Well, I have a junior B team and um, you know, we didn't get any guys to the all-star game this past weekend. And I found out everyone hates our team. <laughs> so I, I think there's some bias towards the Leafs media and everyone overhyping sure. it, but he is an underrated goal scorer. We're taking it for granted where yeah. it's like, we should be talking about this more. Right. And, you know, two years ago, there was the headline. I think when he scored, he didn't get his 50 goals. He scored whatever it was, 40 something, you know, and everyone's talking all, oh, you know, stop thinking 70s on the purview, but obviously we found out he was injured. And when he's healthy and he's consistent and he's dialed in, he that could be the new norm and say it's 60, right? The only one that we were talking about that for the last 15, 20 years is Oveshkin consistently scoring 50 where that was the expectation every single year. So Oveshkin is a generational score, generational talent. You have to put Matthews in that same boat. So yes, I understand there's a lot more politics with regards to the heart trophy assists, points and you know how the team's doing. And the fact is I think for him, you know, he has Marner, Tavares, Riley, and these other guys where some of the other teams don't have the talent surrounding him. But a lot of those goals, he's creating those himself or that release is getting a lot of those goals as well. Yeah. And, and this is no disrespect to Nathan McKinnon and Nikita Kucherov, who I think are neck and neck. But you talk about the politics. I think it's already started. McKinnon's never won the Hart Trophy. So I think you look at Kucherov, he has, McDavid has, uh, Matthews has. So there you go. Like that conversation starts already. And that's why you start to think more and more is this McKinnon's year, but I just can't look past it. And maybe again, it's similar to like a McDavid where he puts up so many points and you saw what he put, uh, you know, last year and the year before that. And you're like, well, he's got to hit that. And then some, like he's got to prove even more. And it doesn't make sense because again, you look at Matthews 70 goals, like that number is just so polarizing to me. And it's so hard to do. And he hits it and there's a potential he hits it and there's a potential he doesn't win the heart trophy. It's crazy to me. And maybe it speaks more volumes to the other guys around him. Right. Yeah. And 40 goals at the all-star break. I know. Just, just think, of that. <laughs> think of that. Was he planning that or, you know, but it, again, it, it's amazing. But when you put that in perspective and on pace for like, 
I didn't have 70 goals my my career. I know I wasn't brought into the league to score goals, but yeah, I, I played with some guys where they were consistently 30 goal guys, 35 goal guys. And we we're like, these guys are amazing. This is the best guy, like Ole Okun, and this is the best player I've ever seen, you know, that I've ever played with, or a Mark Stahl, or yeah, sorry, Eric Stahl. Those guys were 40 goal guys, 35, 40 goal guys, and they were stars in the league. So I couldn't fathom, you know, playing with a guy like that. You know, so you know, we I played with a Kovalchuk, a guy like that, but 40 at the all-star break, like he's feeling it. It, it. It's amazing. We're not talking about it enough. And this is from a former player. It, yeah. it, there's few players in the league that make you fans. I said, if I could come back reincarnate, reincarnated on a couple of players, Matthews is one of them just because the ease that he scores some of these goals. Well, that's exactly why we don't talk about it. He just makes it way too simple and too easy. And again, I, I think you have to give some respect as well to Sam Reinhardt, the body of work he's putting together with uh, the Florida Panthers here in a contract here, just two goals behind or three goals behind Austin Matthews in the scoring race, which is pretty epic in itself. Uh, John Tavares finally scores a goal, first and 11, first and 32 shots. I, I was on the record three weeks ago and saying, I'm not concerned about John Tavares. Like, nothing phases this guy. I think he's going to find his game. I think he's got to find it at the perfect time in the season. Uh, it, it, was there a level of concern for you regarding Tavares? Everybody likes to get back to that conversation about foot speed, but we've been having that combo for like 20 years, no? We have, right? And again, the microscope shifts on him ever since he's once or twice a year. It always shifts on him. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. And then you take a look at the stats. and He's at a point a game. So again, I know he's dipped a little bit below that right now. 35 points this year. But again, his game is not fit speed. And you're thinking about, you know, the goal that he's going to score in overtime to take a team to game seven or win a series. That's not him coming down the rush going bar down. It's him tipping a puck in front of the net or being the bumper guy in the power play or getting that topping goal. That is his that is his game. So I'm more worried about what he's going to do in the playoffs. And uh, But again, the microscope always shifts. And I remember, I think it was two years ago when we were talking about, you know, Marner hasn't scored a power play goal in in two years. And then now look where he's gone since then. Right. So I understand it. He's paid a lot of money. He's paid to come in and be. Um, you know, a producer for this Maple Leafs team, but he's consistently brought it. Any way you look at it, the numbers don't lie. And in the years that he's been here, he has not necessarily had a dip in points. This is the first time it's happened. He could be dealing with injuries. I don't know. I'm not the insider, uh, but he's a player that in the playoffs, you know, he's going to produce, you know, what he was brought in to do. And I think he's going to do that. we got to cut him a little bit more slack, but I understand the market. I understand the contract. There's all the expectations that come with it, but he'll be fine. The least of my concerns for sure. And I thought the last couple of games he's been pushing through. And speaking of which, the power play, I think, was a big story, Stu, heading into Saturday. They were in a one for 20 skid and surprise, surprise, two for three. They score a couple of power play goals. I thought special teams is a big story in general. They go four for four on the PK. And uh, that's usually the ingredients the Leafs need to, 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 to win hockey games, right? I mean, it's not a surprise you look at those numbers specifically and see that the Leafs won that game, no? Yeah, and they're sitting right now just under 25%. They still have the ninth best power play despite that um, despite yeah. that lull and 23rd best penalty kill where I think they want to make that a little bit better. So that's another key to winning playoff rounds is your specialty teams have to be special. So I think this is the first time where it's gone that dry this year. Yeah. Um, and, and there's ups and downs in the season. But again, I, I want to see the confidence. Is Matthew still shooting? Are they still getting puck draw? Uh, uh, you know, good looks. Are they still getting backdoor tap in plays? Uh, so they just have so many weapons, you know, whether it's Nylander, whether it's, um, you know, Tavares and, and some of these other guys that 
it's just a matter of time, right? And again, I know there's the underlying numbers and shots expected and goals expected, blah, blah, blah. They're not going to be shut down that long. So there's ups and downs. It's going to happen. Uh, but I think for them, are they still getting their looks? And I think even though they did have that lull, they still were getting those looks. It was just a matter of time before they started producing. Again, I just don't want to lose sight of of what really does this team in come the Stanley Cup playoffs that we sort of forget. Uh, all this conversation about defense and goaltending, it's usually about offense, man, which is sort of ironic. They can't score and their power play stinks in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, like, I'm just keeping close tabs on that. And uh, hopefully they push through here in the Stanley Cup playoffs if they get to the Cup playoffs. I think it's going to be a grind. The last if, 35 games. Hey, 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 what? hey, who said that? Who said that? Is that Vic in the background? If? Hey, no you got to be a realist, though, Stewie. I, I know you've been on with me quite a bit, but like I, I am a realist when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I'm not being duped again. I know a lot of people in the chat feel the same way. Yeah, they've won four or five. They've won three in a row. But how many times this season specifically in years past where you think they're out of it and then they drag you back down? And it's been such a roller coaster this year. I'm trying to stay level-headed. Like They can be in a playoff spot for 15 points. I could be like, well, you just never know with this team. Unfortunate to say that. I think they have too much talent, uh, too much uh, offensive firepower to not get in. But we talked about this early in the se- earlier in the show, just about the experience of failure, the experience of heartbreak, right? All these guys have their money. They're locked in. What else do you have to play for, right? And this is the one market where you can't just say, yeah, I'm just going to get my money and ride off into the sunset. Yeah, you'll ride off right onto the, the Larry Murphy train and some of the other guys, they ran out of town, right? You can't do that. So I think for them now, you know, do I really want to have the media in my face asking me what happens every single year for seven years after I sign my big deal or eight years? No, it's a lot easier just to perform. So I think they have that in the back of their mind. But now that they have their contracts and they understand the gravity of this situation, if you win, you win a cup in this market, you will be a legend. They will build a statue the size of Scotiabank Arena, you will not have to pay for a drink. You won't have to pay for a Maggiano's meal. You know, <laughs> you'd be going to Marble and Mademoiselle. They'd have your special. They probably already have that already. That Lovely. that I think the the thrill of that is motivating these guys because it hasn't happened in so much in so long time. And for me, I was a player that had the ability to do that. The pressures of this market didn't really appealed to me i was like you know what i don't want that pressure i don't want to be the guy that's walking down the street and getting booed and you know i got people throwing stuff at my car and stuff like that (laughs) so it's a special type of player to be here and perform and i think they're going to get it done it's a special type of place as well i want to give a shout out as well to simone benoit scores his first goal as a leaf and uh to reward him that way i think he's been such a great addition for this squad and the other thing i want you to break down which i'm still mystified over why didn't that tyler bertuzzi goal count like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, again, I'm not one to complain uh, that much about officiating, but like, I've seen that called a goal a billion times in this league. Yeah. And I, I was on social media and wasn't there literally around the same time. Another um, goal went in and the interference was even worse. So I think that is the mystery. And that's the frustration with the players and the media that there's no consistency. What is the blueprint? Right. I always said, well, if you don't want players in the crease, you know, maybe put shoes on the goaltenders and put little sand pellets in the crease so that yeah you're going in the sand you're grease you're going to get sand on your blades and your blades are I, so how do you prevent this there needs to be a black and white rule but again i know there's a lot of moving parts but i think 100 that should have counted 
Um, everyone talks about the Leafs bias going towards the, the officiating towards them. They're not getting any of these calls for me. Bertuzzi should have that. A guy that's been snake bitten <laughs> the last little bit here. I don't know that. I, I, he was pushed in Nylander. He tr- looked like he was making an effort to get out. But what I noticed that there's a little bit more time for the goaltender Hellebuck to recover to make that save. That's that's what I saw. But again, it's it's consistently that where I don't know what it is. And I think that's the problem with the league. And the thing that drives me nuts and I'm happy you brought it up. So, OK, I get it. Uh, you know, whether he was pushed in or not, I mean, up for debate, I guess. But the goalies react and they just won't play goalie for 20 seconds after that because they know that they're going to get the call more times than not. Right. Yeah, but where's the, where's the honor? Where's the honor uh, in the game, right? It's supposed <laughs> to be a gentleman's game, but and that's another thing too. Yeah, Hellebuck's a big boy, 6'4", 230. I'm like, I don't yeah. think, you know, these guys, have you seen them skate and T-push across? These guys are little mini tanks on, you know, yeah. so I know they're selling it a bit too. So maybe that's something that needs to be addressed saying, hey, you know, if there's more than a, you know, half a second for you to get up and get out, we're going to start counting goals. So I think that's the way to, um, get this out of the game. And again, yes, you have to protect the goalies, but saying, hey, yeah. if you have time to recover, we are going to count it. And I think they need to start counting more goals. And that's another thing too. The fans want to see goals. They do not want to see a four-minute, five-minute, 10-minute review taking back goals. We want to see offense. So if it's a gray area or there's black or white, I need. I think you need to err on the side of it being a good hockey goal. I agree. Uh, I thought I would bring it up, albeit in a Maple Leafs victory. I just think it's important to look at goals like that and say, like, why didn't like, yeah, there was a lot of confusion on social media and you saw that and you're like, there's no way they're calling that back. And uh, they call it back. Maybe it's because they were going against the Royal Rumble on Saturday. They want to keep some eyes peeled at the game. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. Uh, Was it Pat McAfee there? He came in, they called his name and then he literally jumped in the ring and jumped out. I saw that too. Trust me. I I was a big wrestling fan growing up. I think I gave my brother, Chris, uh, probably about 1400 razors edges. I put him in the sharpshooter, gave him a couple Bob Backlund cross face chicken wings too. So I, yeah, I was, I was flipping back and forth. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, me too. I had two screens going. I won't lie about that. It was a great time. But I think, uh, you know, I just some concern there. Well, that wasn't called a goal for the Maple Leafs. But nevertheless, in the long run, it didn't matter. A 4-2 win against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Seagum's VO Select Canadian Whiskey. Artfully blended and impeccably crafted. Make it your very own. In partnership with the 2024 NHL All-Star Game, Leafs Morning Take will be live on location this Thursday and Friday. February 1st and 2nd from the Seagram's VO Whiskey Studio at Sponsorship X. Seagram's VO Select is currently available in select LCBO stores in Ontario. So what are you waiting for? Go out and grab some today. Uh, there's some injury concerns as well here, um, Stewie. I think when you look at this Leaf squad, Callie Yarncroke is a guy that's not often spoken about, but I think he's going to be direly missed. Week to week, broken knuckle, took a shot off the hand in practice. That stinks when a guy gets hurt in practice. Yeah, and, and John Tortorella, if this if he was the coach, or he'd be snapping because he and I have a couple of gloves uh, from players that he used to coach, and they used to have all this padding to sort of really reinforce the knuckles because again, it's it, I'm surprised it hasn't happened uh, more times. Knock on wood for some of these players. So again, he's a guy, utility guy, and those are the guys that you need uh, consistently to have success during the regular season um, and and the playoffs. So for me, I, I like his game. I like what he brings. 
the fact that we don't necessarily notice him a lot, that's a positive in my books, right? We, we talk about some players that you notice for the wrong reasons. He's one of those guys that just goes about his business and does those little details on a daily, daily basis. So what's good about that now? When you play the game the right way, it's contagious. A lot of guys uh, gravitate towards that. The coaches use him as a positive example. So I think for him, yes, he's a, he's a player that's going to be missed. Uh, but again, interesting now to see what he does when he comes back healthy uh, for this playoff run. A really great signing again uh, by Cal Dubas a couple years back. And I think from a PK perspective is the one thing I'm looking at. It has not been a good month for the least penalty kill. And I'm happy the month of February is is is, is fast approaching here because, again, now now you're going to rely upon on some other guys more than you thought you would have to without Yarncroak in there. Like he, he's been such a great story and an unsung hero for this team. And. And now, like, I, you know, I even noticed over the weekend, like some of the bigger boys played a lot more on the PK, uh, you know, Nylander, Marner, Matthews, like it, it, you've got to you've got to put those minutes somewhere. And maybe that's your bigger boys playing more more time here. Yeah. And, you know, I, I hear the headlines where you don't want your stars playing, you know, penalty killing and, you know, blocking shots. And, and when you're worried about injury, that's when you get hurt. And I think mm-hmm. the good thing about those guys, they know when to get into a lane and when to anticipate a pass coming into a lane. And I think a lot of the power plays when those guys are out there, they're not as comfortable letting off a big shot or a one timer because they can pick it off. So a lot of the power plays are on their heels when those guys are out there because they're such a threat offensively uh, when they're shorthanded. So um, we talked about this group a couple of years ago, getting into the 25, 26 minutes. I don't like that. I don't mind getting into the 22, 23 mark, those extra three minutes. Now, if you're trying to go four series and win a Stanley cup, you can't have three forwards playing 25 minutes. It's just too tough. I know there's modern day fitness and all that, but I've played with one guy that I know consistently can play over 28 minutes. And it was Jay Bo Meester because he was a horse. He, we used to do the bag skates when we had to go down, back, down, back. He would be beating everybody skating backwards. So that's the only guy I've known. Again, I know I'm not really the poster boy for fitness and what it should or can't be anymore, but I know it's tough. It's tough, especially as a forward, to be getting up into that 24, 25-minute category because it's just too hard on the body. Just can't forget they put themselves in this conversation where they're scratching and clawing to make the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I I think you live by the sword, die by the sword. And if that means more time for the big guys, you have to put them out there. I thought Nylander was really, really good on the PK over the weekend and a couple of partial breakaways. And uh, of course, doesn't help when Connor Hellebuck's at the other end. But you're getting chances and you're killing penalties. That's all I care about. And now all of a sudden, Bobby McMahon gets hurt, placed on IR and with an undisclosed injury and I just think it's a tough time for him to get injured considering everything transpiring and the way Revo played on Saturday too. Yeah. It's, it's tough as a guy trying to make his way consistently in the, in the lineup. Right. And yeah, you, you know, you play a good five, 10, 15 games, but it's, it, it takes you a quarter of a season to really gain that coach's trust. Right. So for him now getting hurt again, what he's shown that, Hey, he's capable, he's capable. But what I like as a coach, and I don't mind that with the group was from forward 10 to 13 and 14, you're creating that competition. You're creating that competition, which I think keeps those guys on their toes, keeps them playing at a high level, knowing that, Hey, if I don't play well, I'm coming out of the lineup. Right? So for me, I I know the one guy that's sort of been in and out of the lineup that I think deserves a little bit of a longer look. And we're talking about him on a day to day is Nick Robertson, right? That guy has shown you put me in, you take me out. I'm still going to do my best and perform at a third line level. He's scoring goals. He's consistently getting in on the forecheck, getting looks, creating. So I think that's a guy now with maybe this McMahon injury, he gets now a little bit of a longer leash 
uh, and, and consistently, hey, give him 15 games. We've been talking about that for four years now. Give him, give him 20 games. And a lot of that has been health related. I understand that. But for McMahon, again, he's another one of those guys that falls in that, uh, that, that uh, 10 to 14 range. Let's see what he can do when he gets back healthy. Just very coincidental for me. I'm a conspiracy theorist that they had a roster decision to be made. Tyler Bertuzzi had a kid, then comes back. They had a decision to be made. Then all of a sudden, Yarn Croak's hurt. I get that. McMahon's hurt. And it paves the way for a Ryan Reeves return. It's crazy how that works out sometimes. There's agents in this game. And if I called my agent and said, they're putting me on the IR, I'm healthy, they're going to be raising hell, right? And that, <laughs> remember, we're in the social media. There's, There's... The agents know some stuff before the teams do. So there's no way that that would be able to be kept secret long enough. It'd be on CNN. I think Panyota would be breaking it. Sarah Valley would be someone. There's no way you can do that. Come on. Come on. We got to put that no, to rest. It's funny you bring that up because like two weeks ago, I had a segment with Rosie. I said, where the fuck is Ryan Reeves? This guy was ready January <laughs> 2nd. And then like, it's funny a week later, it's like, oh, the media members remembered covering the team on a daily basis. Like, yeah, Ryan, he's got, he was, he was ready two weeks ago and then it became a big story. So I waved the flag on that. Well, but for him again, he's a savvy veteran, right? That are yeah. that interview that he put out. Hey, you know, Hey, I'm still here. I'm ready to go. Right. So he put the accountability back on the mm-hmm. coaching staff and he gambled on it and he ended up getting an opportunity. And so far he's again, small sample size. He's ran with it. But again, I think for him, give him a little bit of a runway now that he had a little bit of time to watch from the press box get healthy. So give him 10, 15 games, see what he can do before making another uh, big decision with regards to the roster. Again, that segment brought to you by our friends, our new friends over at Seagram's VO select Canadian whiskey. My family's very own whiskey, barrel aged and set apart, marked with VO, artfully blended, impeccably crafted as a wedding gift to my son for the bride and groom. And now, over a century later, from our very own family to yours, a legacy rooted in whiskey. Seagram's VO, growing deeper, reaching out, raising a glass to your legacy. Seagram's VO, make it your very own. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Love it. Uh, cannot wait for All-Star Weekend. Uh, we got to get you in a commercial, by the way, Stewie. A whiskey commercial? Yeah, with like a, a blazer on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I was a big whiskey guy back in the day, but now it's just a little bit tough. But again, there's I, I have the appreciation for a good uh, cognac on the rocks, if you may. Love that. I love that. And we love Seagram's here, VO Select Canadian Whiskey, of course. And what what pair you know whiskey with a mattress? Uh, are you in the market for a new mattress? If so, give Douglas a try. Incredible comfort, feel, motion, isolation, and they even use eco-conscious materials. Named Canada's best mattress on Canadian living, Douglas is loved by more than two hundred thousand Canadians, and they're backed by over ten thousand, excuse me, five star reviews. The best part about it, you can avoid those pushy and downright annoying salesmen. Douglas has an easy online ordering system. And most importantly, everything's delivered in a box right to your doorstep. Free shipping available coast to coast. 
Douglas has an industry-leading risk-free trial that lasts up to 365 nights. Don't like it? No worries. Get a full refund. No questions asked. The return mattress are donated to local charities. Every mattress order comes with a free comfort sleep bundle, two memory foam pillows with pillow protectors, one luxurious cotton sheet set, and one mattress protector. That's a $650 value. Yours for free when you order at Douglas Mattress. Right now, order today at douglas.ca. That's something I'll be doing right after this show. As we jump into the bi-week all-star conversation, who does this benefit the most, Stewie? Notwithstanding, of course, the players involved. Uh, with you mean on the team? Like who doesn't? Who's? Yeah. Um, I would say Giordano? probably. No, no, I would say Samsonov, right? Because again, it could have spelt disaster of him now coming in and, and not performing well. Uh, the fact now he can come in and actually enjoy his break. Right. And I think that was the main thing when he took that week off was just not necessarily like there was talks about him not even doing any training or going down to the Myers. He was just sitting back, relaxing. And that's a big, big part of the goaltender position. So the fact now he could come in, relax, probably have friends and family come in, maybe a little bit of a break. He could come in now and almost have a new start. The jury was out on we were trying to run him out of town five times. You know, those five starts that he had that, oh, he can never play another game in this leash. You know, I read all the headlines now. So things change quickly. But I think for him now to be able to come in, play a good series of games, get the confidence of the team, get the confidence of the fans, have them believe in him again. He can now come back and hopefully grab that number one because Wolves, we're not sure when his returning. It's going to take him some time. He did not come in and solidify 110,000% the number one position. They're still going to need Samsonov. So I think him coming back relaxed and rested is going to spell big for this Leafs team. Our our viewers are locked in today. Katniss writes in, can the Leafs get a guy like Prime Anthony Stewart? I actually paid Katniss to write that in the chat. Uh, <laughs> Raymond writes in, I can use the mattress once I pass out from the whiskey. We don't endorse that, but they go in hand in hand. Uh, Mr. D. Whiskey, that mattress is a good sentence. So a lot of people dialed in for the Monday edition here, Stu. It's been great. And as always, it's always great work with you, too. We're and not just done happy. yet. <laughs> I know, but I'm just happy that we had, uh, you know, some Leafs positives to talk about. I know Rosie, when everything's negative, it's like we got to hear Rosie, what he's got to say. But it's good. When the Leafs are doing well, everyone's happy, which is good for me. Yeah, I think we're fair in covering this team and folks in the chat, you can chime in. I mean, some people think we're too harsh on the team, but I think it's understandable considering the star power and how much they pay these guys. And I think when it goes the other way, we applaud their efforts. I mean, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, Nylander, Riley. I mean, I think it goes both ways, certainly in this market. And you know this, uh, you know, having worked and played games in this market, how, how difficult it is. Um, but I, I just wonder from this break perspective, the timing. Uh, I, I I do think it honestly benefits a guy like Mark Giordano. I think you have to find a way to manage this guy's workload. Like he's not going to play every game down the stretch, but that was my biggest concern last year. It got to the postseason. He had a pretty good regular season, but he was out of gas. And I, I think the key here, and again, we've had this conversation full circle throughout the show. Like, you know, they have to make the playoffs first. And again, I feel positive. I think this team's going to make the playoffs, but you also have to try to find a way to filter in some, some load management, some rest to have guys going at the right time of the season, right? Yeah, and I think for Gio, like, yes, you don't want to be playing him in back-to-back or three or four nights. I know they don't do the three or four anymore, but I think for him, 
you know, he he's a veteran savvy guy that gets by on his smarts and his physicality at the right moments. Right. So he's not a guy that's coming in to run your power play. You know, he does a good job clearing front of the net. He can make a good, good first pass, but he's a very extremely cerebral player um, out there too. So I think gone are the days where he's going to be a top four guy. And remember yeah. last year, he had to fill in last year and eat a lot of those major minutes and we were singing his praises. So I just think now there's a little bit more competition. Lagason stepped up. Uh, Benny stepped up as well too. So I think it, you know, everyone thinks he's a little bit more expendable, but he's a savvy veteran. He's been around for many, many, many years. And for this team now to go on a run, you're going to need seven, eight, sometimes nine defensemen. If you're going to go on a run just with injuries or performance. So let's not write him off too. So yeah, I think, yeah, getting healthy and, and staying healthy over the break, a little bit of a R and R him coming back ready to go. I could see him being having a major role on this team, the final push and going into the playoffs. Where do you stand in the conversation about the trade deadline? Obviously, March 8th is coming uh, sooner than people think. I know we've had this convo on the show the last two weeks, and uh, everybody involved in those convos have been sort of lukewarm on, on this idea of going all in. Um, where do you stand in that combo? You want to, but I'm looking at the cupboards and the cupboards are kind of bare. I read an article, I believe last week, no second rounders for the next three years. First rounders, I know, are, are I know they might have some there, but and yeah. top prospects, four or five possibly. So do you really want to be selling the whole entire farm where the cupboards are already getting a little bit empty? So I don't think they necessarily have the assets. So I think for them a top four defenseman, but who do you, who do you get rid of? Right. It's going to be, have to be a quality player on the rosters. Maybe you're going to have to, you know, have another team eat some salary, but I don't think they have the draft capital to really, really do that. So I can see them standing pat or adding some complimentary moves, you know, maybe a middle six winger or a guy that consistently can kill some more penalties or another uh, scoring winger. So for me, yeah, you can add four or five things, but realistically, I don't think this, uh, organization has the assets to really, really get it done without affecting the makeup of the current roster. The key word you said there is realistic, but I think the thing right now in my mind that makes the most sense, if you can add at least one defenseman that's going to be here longer than the duration, the balance of the season, you make that transaction. Like Chris Tanev, if you can get Chris Tanev and you have to pay the assets to get a Chris Tanev, knowing full well that Chris Tanev is likely to resign with you, then you go ahead and resign the guy. I know a lot of dominoes, I think that makes the most sense because you get him for this year, but you get him. Yeah, I know he's an aging veteran too, but he's still a guy who can help on that back end. Like he's still a guy who could be a very serviceable piece to this team has a lot left. If you can get a defenseman like that, I'm all for, you know, trade that they, you know, it's already come out that they're not looking to trade Minton or Cowan. I'd be all ears. Like if you get a defenseman, not, not like a, not him, not obviously Tanev, but a defenseman who's going to be with you past this year, I would strongly consider it because I think you're building towards something here. Yeah, but you look at Tanev, isn't that 2021 Giordano with longer flow? Like, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> like, I'm not saying him. Like, I wouldn't give yeah, up a Cowan yeah. or Minton for him. Yeah, but like, remember, and, and, and last year yeah. the talks was Matthew Nyes, and I was one of the guys on the inside that mentioned, like, you, you don't want to get rid of this guy because this guy's no. going to come in and be a 25 guy consistently and, and own the walls. So, Yes, I think you need to add a guy of that ilk. Like I was saying, maybe like a Zadorov, right? You know, what's going on? I'm not sure. Alexiak or, you know, a big guy that can come in and eat some minutes, uh, play a big physical role. You know, you remember they were in on Gudis for a little bit before he said he doesn't want to come. He went out west. So a guy like that, that can eat up some minutes, play a physical role and not be a liability, but maybe be a strength on the back end too. So teams know 
um, that are selling that those guys are at the commodity and they want legitimate, probably first round draft picks uh, or top end prospects. So you have to make that decision. I don't think they have enough capital to really, really get that done. It's going to cost them probably a player, I think, on their current roster, which I'm not sure they're willing to do at this point. As producer Vic puts in, in our mini chat here for the show, like Jacob Chikrin's a name I brought up a month and a half ago before all this went down with Ottawa. Uh, he says he's not going anywhere. I don't buy it. He's a year and a half away from UFA. I think it makes a lot of sense for Ottawa to put him out there. If a guy like that becomes available, I'm open to trading assets to get a guy like Chikrin. Like if you can get a bona fide guy who's going to be a top four guy for a while for you, you know, outside of the year and a half, I think you just do it. But again, You've been in this league, man. It's just so hard to acquire that type of defenseman. Yeah, and is that before or after you saw Chikrin uh, blast a 107-mile clap bomb at uh, the Ottawa Senators' uh, skills competition? The clap bomb. I, 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 These skills competitions are something else. I know I saw on, on Twitter, why can't the Leafs bring this back? I do not need to see... These guys partake in a fucking skills competition, okay? Like, <laughs> I don't feel that strongly about it, so I'll I'll uh, I'll concede to your point. Yes, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Which leads us to the Botano wrap up presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now. Nineteen plus. Please play responsibly. Why don't we lay a future on a Maple Leaf, the Maple Leafs to make the playoffs today? That's our bet. Okay. I'm I'm I'll, I'll bet a thousand bucks on it. <laughs> I've seen you at a roulette table. Are you sure? <laughs> how, 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 right? Again, there's yeah. ups and downs and this teams have, I think had a lot more downs and ups and they're still in a playoff spot too. And again, I saw the yeah. Philadelphia Flyers drop down to eighth in the, in the conference and blah, 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 but there's just too much, too much experience, too much firepower, so unless now the goaltenders now completely take another big dump on each other and and, and fall another step a tier below, which I think is impossible, um, I, I don't think that's the case. Um, I would see them making maybe some bigger moves, a trade, um, maybe a, a different coach move before the, it falls off. Uh, they've yeah. managed they've managed a lot of the adversity this year. This team's making the playoffs. Come on. Come on. I like it. I like the confidence. Um, I won't lie. I like where this team's at, at the all-star break. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Again, I've said this so many times this year, man. It's just been such a roller coaster of a season where you start to feel good about this team. It was not too long ago. We started 2024 off four straight victories and they were beating inferior opponents. So I'm like, this is, they're taking a turn. Like they're, they're, they're going to get on a heater. And then they reverted back to like that inconsistent team we've seen. And that's why I think it's been so hard for me to jump and do that cannonball. I've got like a, just a toe in the water still, bud. It's a long season, right? So yeah. again, I say barring any major injuries or barring any major controversy, this, this, these guys are <laughs> making the playoffs. Come on. We, we, we got bigger stuff to talk about here. If this group's making the playoffs, come on, they're making the playoffs. Hey, we needed a Botano bet and the Leafs don't play <laughs> for eight days. And then Katniss rates in minus 200 odds. So we're really not winning much money. If it transpires, <laughs> I hate to say it, the better bets, maybe picking the Leafs not to make the playoffs, but we want the Leafs to make the playoffs. We want them to go deep. So, uh, Stewie, thank you so much for this. Hopefully we connect at some point in time uh, over this week. And uh, I know it's going to be a busy time for you. So enjoy it, bud. All right. We'll see you soon. Sounds good. Thank you to everybody in the chat at the Leafs Nation 401, where you could subscribe. Again, many thanks to producer Vic. Jay Roseville, by the way, is going to be back in the mix tomorrow before he uh, travels over here on Wednesday. Carter Hutton's going to be here. So all systems go this week for All-Star Week in Toronto. For Anthony Stewart, I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Take care. A new year is full of surprises, but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. 
Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.